I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. My guest this week is a writer and journalist who became a Shake It Up ambassador after a close family member was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. She made it her goal to raise awareness and draw attention to the misconceptions of living with Parkinson's. So to hear a little more all about that, please welcome to the show, Christy Johnson. Christy, welcome. Hey, Amy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really thrilled you're our first ambassador that we're speaking to. So um, before we get into that, I'd love to know a little bit about your life outside of being a a Shake It Up ambassador. What are you doing for work, fun, all of that? Sure. Well, I've been a writer probably since I think 2009 now, which is kind of showing my age a bit. Um, Always loved writing about lifestyle, a bit of entertainment. And at the moment, I took a bit of a detour and write about real estate for nine.com.au, which has been, as uh, you could imagine, with the market right now, very interesting with, you know, rental prices and everything. So that's my day job. And I guess in terms of what I like to do outside of work, Love to do coastal walks by the beach, uh, love a spin class, have a bit of an obsession with infrared saunas at the moment, uh, which is highly recommend if you can find a place nearby. And yeah, just go to the movies and catching up with friends and that kind of thing. Okay. I mean, this is going well for me because I think we should actually be best friends because I'm obsessed with saunas and I'm obsessed with going to the movies. So you are just talking to the right person there. Both of them are just these like weird boxes where you go with other people and it's a space like no yeah. other because you're sort of disconnected from the rest of the world with a group of strangers. Exactly. You can just switch off and be in your own little zone for, you know, an hour or so. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Well, glad <laughs> to hear that. So when you're in Melbourne, we'll have to have a little a sauna sesh. Definitely. Definitely. So what is your connection to Parkinson's disease? Well, in 2016, my mum was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And to be honest, I didn't really know a lot about the disease uh, prior to her diagnosis. So when uh, when I found out that mum had Parkinson's, that kind of started my, my I guess, my journey into uh, learning about the disease and what it is really like for someone with Parkinson's as opposed to what is just out in the media and what you'd hear from yeah mainstream media. Yeah it's amazing how different it is once you're on the the ground level the symptoms and things like that they're just so different from that public perception. What do you remember of when you learned about um, your mum's diagnosis that time for you and your family? 
Sure. I actually remember that day perfectly. I can remember even what I was wearing, uh, where I was. I was heading to work. I had a night shift that I was doing in the city. And I knew that my my dad was taking my mom to an appointment that day because at the time we we noticed something was a bit different with mom. And I remember calling dad before I got into the lift for work and say, you know, how did the appointment go? And I honestly thought dad would come back and say, oh, she has dementia or Alzheimer's because my grandpa had Alzheimer's. Uh, but he actually said, oh, mate, she's not well, she has Parkinson's. And I kind of, I was honestly just speechless because I wasn't prepared. I never thought that mum would be diagnosed with Parkinson's. And so since 2016, it's been a very uh, fast decline. Uh, Mum kind of got the bad end of the stick in terms of she's not only dealing with Parkinson's, but she also has Lewy body dementia, dementia. And I know dementia and Parkinson's go hand in hand, but some days the Parkinson's is more manageable than the dementia. And then other days, you know, she can move quite freely and the dementia side is a real challenge. Gosh, that's hard to be managing not only one, but two really tough conditions. Yeah, that's right. So uh, mum is lucky that she has my dad. They're still together and he's taken on the full-time carer role. That's amazing that your dad has stepped up in that way for your mum. What are some of, I guess, her symptoms at this point in time? Sure. Well, at this stage, she, uh, in terms of movement, she can't walk by herself. So whether it's like anywhere to go to the bathroom, the kitchen, she needs someone to like hold both hands, um, hold both hands and kind of walk her to wherever she needs to go. She's had a lot of falls over the years, which would then lead to hospital stays. She's had two hip replacements, think a knee one knee replacement, she's fractured her wrist, so she's spent a lot of time at hospital. She knows hospitals in and out. And she, dad cooks all the food for her, all the meals, and she needs uh, in the shower, she has like a shower seat and she'll get dad to, to help her in and out of the shower. So in terms of movement, she definitely relies on someone, whether it's dad, my sister and I, And in terms of the neurological side with the dementia, she has what's called a sundowner, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with. So from about 2 p.m. to like dinner time, it's a symptom of dementia where you get very confused. So she'd always say to us, oh, can can I go home now? But really she's already at home and then she would get very distressed. So, and also with the, her, memory loss if I asked her what she had for lunch the previous day she won't be able to tell me but if I asked her something that happened 20 years ago she knows straight off the bat can tell you all the details and and I've learned that apparently that is a a common um symptom of dementia is that they can remember things from 20 years ago just clear as day but anything in their kind of immediate environment is just they really struggle with that. Right. So you mentioned the sundowner version of this. It is from 2 till sort of 6 p.m., did you say? 
Yeah, literally from when like the sun goes down. So it's from <laughs> until dinner time. And um, to be honest, I had never heard of it before. But when the doctor said, oh, she has sundown, or I did all my research. And so we just know that in that period of the day, she will get very, very uh, upset, very confused. But then in the morning when she wakes up, and she wakes up so early, she wakes up at 6 a.m. and wants breakfast, and I say, Mom, you're tired. You don't need to get up at 6 a.m. But she's more alert at 6 a.m., and then by 10 a.m. she'll she'll sleep until 2 p.m., wake up, have lunch, and then that's when the sundowner kind of kicks in until dinner time. Gosh, that's so fascinating. Like, I have no experience personally with dementia. And so I guess my naive assumption was that if you've got it, it's sort of consistent, but like any um, yeah. that can have those like fluctuation periods. So that would be even an- another thing to to be managing the times of the day. I think mum's situation is unique because there are people that have Parkinson's, but they don't really have the, the dementia side. So they've they're probably able to, you know, with with medication and treatment, they're able to live quite a, you know, relatively normal life. Whereas I think with the dementia, it makes the Parkinson's a bit more challenging, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it's adding an extra layer on something that's already pretty Mm -hmm. complex and difficult. Definitely. So I know you mentioned your dad and your sister, your dad being the primary carer and your sister um, obviously being on board to help support too. But what's it been like for you watching your mum go through this? It's definitely been hard. Uh, we ha- we're lucky, my sister and I, that we have dad um, and we made kind of a pact at the beginning that we would all look after mum till as long as we physically could. Dad is definitely finding it a lot more challenging now, like his health starts to kind of deteriorate so my sister and I, we divide up the time that we have. So with uh, working from home now, that has changed kind of the setup that we can go and spend a few days each week rotating to um, give dad time to like run errands, have a break and look after mum, and also give him time to occasionally go to the local RSL club and play some darts with his mates because I think it's really important that carers also need to be cared for. You know, their their mental health, their physical health is just as important as the person that they're caring for. Um, but it definitely is hard to see your mum decline. Um, but at the same time, there is kind of like a silver lining in that when you're, you know, helping your mum in the shower or in the bathroom or helping your mum get into bed, like those were things that she did for you as a kid. So in a kind of a a weird way, it's like you're returning the favour or you're having that kind of bonding moment in such simple daily tasks that we probably, you know, take for granted. Absolutely. It's sort of like a full circle moment, sort of returning from where things came, just reversing. And I think also, I mean, as much as it's, you know, there are days where she might not remember who you are or there's really challenging moments. There's also times where we kind of laugh about things like she'll she'll start telling me something and then halfway through she forgets. And then I'll say, "Um, I don't know what you're going on about. And then she starts laughing and then I'll start laughing. So 
there also are moments where you just have to laugh and just, you know, it's she got the bad end of the stick, but we just want her to be as comfortable as possible, whether she has a few years left or whether she has 10 years left. Well, she sounds like she's very lucky to have that incredible support around because people make all the difference in the fact that she's got a family mm-hmm. that's really making an incredible sacrifice. I know it's by the sounds of it one that you very much want to make and feel like there is a version of it being a really special experience to make that sacrifice for your mum. It's still not easy when you're younger person, you're juggling your career and I'm sure um, social life and all of those kind of things. So it's really tough to do. And um, I know that that would be making such a huge difference to her life. There definitely is a bit of the guilt factor, like you mentioned just then, you know, you do have work commitments, um, social commitments, you want to be able to live your life. But then, for example, with the, if your friend says, hey, come out to go somewhere and you think, oh, I should really look after mom to give dad a break. But it's also important for you to, like you said, live your life. So it can be a real balancing act in terms of making sure you're there for your family, but also living your life at the same time. Yeah, which I'm finding in our busy world, um, you know, uh, (laughs) diseases or not, it's very hard. It feels like no matter what you're doing, you might be getting the work balance ticked off, but you're not able to see friends or you're seeing family, but not exercising. Like there's just not enough time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still trying to manage that. (laughs) I think we'll be managing it forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's something that you think helps support someone living with Parkinson's? I think First and foremost, just listen to them. A lot of the time they just want, a lot of the time they can't really communicate how they're feeling. But if you're patient and you just listen to them, and with mum, I, I, with the dementia side, I'd never kind of disagree with her. If she says, oh, um, I want to go home now and she's already at home, instead of saying, mum, this is your home, and then getting her really confused, I will tend to say, oh, we'll go home soon, and then within 10 minutes she's forgot about it anyway. But just saying to her, we'll go home soon, just kind of calms her down. So I think, but every situation is different. I think just be there for them, just be patient and and reach out for help, you know, whether it's a carer support group online or just talk to a friend and say, hey, had a really challenging week with mom, what do you think kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's great advice too. It's good to know what you can do as a carer, but then so equally important, what can I do to protect myself as a carer, Mm -hmm. recognizing that this is a massive change in the dynamic in the relationship and that that's going to have an impact on you emotionally. Definitely. And how did you find Shake It Up Australia? What's your connection to them since stepping into an ambassador role? Sure. So I think it was two years ago, I definitely wanted to kind of use my media experience to draw attention to Parkinson's disease. And um, I was working at a different company at the time, but I saw that there was a Married at First Sight star whose uh, father had Parkinson's disease. And so I thought that would be a great story to do, to use kind of their platform to then draw attention to the disease and I wanted to have some statistics to link in with the story so I reached out to shake it up and spoke with a lovely Vicky Miller who gave me all the stats and I said to her 
what is the what is the chance of coming on board in the future as an ambassador and that kind of started the process and I've loved being part of Shake It Up ever since. I feel like we have such a great team, not just the ambassadors, but everyone behind the scenes and Clyde and the amazing work that he's doing. And I think, you know, there are so many charities out there, but when you're giving your time, you want to know that it's within a nice community that all have the same vision and yeah, so I've loved the journey so far of being a Shake It Up ambassador. It's a pretty good role, isn't it? I'm pretty stoked <laughs> to be one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Shake It Up show. I think it's a really important perspective to obviously we're speaking to people that live with Parkinson's, but the community is so much more than that. And there are a lot of people who are caring for loved ones. And so it's really lovely to hear that experience and have you share with us today. Thanks, Amy. Really thrilled to be part of the podcast. And mum turned 72 today. So happy birthday, mum. <laughs> a huge happy birthday. What a milestone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope yeah. you get to celebrate with her uh, and have a slice of cake or two. Definitely. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.